Greetings and salutations once again, coming from the Common Sense American. I call myself such simply because I look at things and I use my brain and I come to some conclusions. I think we can all do that and it is called Common Sense. It doesn't require any formal knowledge and honestly it's something that's been dying for the past, oh, I'd say several decades. Um, there's a few topics I want to discuss today. Uh, the number one being what I am seeing now as the difference between uh, left and right in terms of the political spectrum. But to start, um, I didn't want to dedicate an entire podcast to RBG just because everyone's doing that and everyone's talking about it. And I never like to uh, do the same thing everybody else is doing. On top of which, I am not... Uh, intimately familiar with her political career. Obviously, I'm well aware of, of what she did and, and many of her achievements. Um, however, I, I just, I, I don't really want to talk about it. The one thing I will say is is in regards to uh, her much publicized, quote, uh, dying wish, which was that a new, that her replacement would not be filled by Donald Trump. In other words, she, don't fill this position until another president is in place. Um, I don't know. I know this. I think it was reported by her her um, her granddaughter. I I would bet good money she never said any such thing. It's too perfect. It's too scripted. It's it falls directly in line with uh, the Democrat agenda, and it's the one thing they would probably hope that she would say. Uh, I don't know who else heard it. I don't know if, obviously, we won't have any audio of it or anything. Uh, and we probably never know. But I find it hard to believe that, that, that those were her last words for a couple of reasons. First, she said several times throughout the course of her career that there's several statements she has made that would uh, completely contradict that statement. Um, that's one thing. I mean, I'm not saying she liked Trump. What I'm saying is she she never once said, oh, there's, there's, there's a reason why this shouldn't happen. You know, there's a reason why if I go or if, a, or if any Supreme Court justice goes that they shouldn't be replaced uh, immediately. They, she never said any such thing. And on top of which, when, when you're – I mean, I understand that politics is her life. I get it. But you're trying to tell me that uh, on her dying to their last words are basically a shot at Trump. Give me a break. I, I, I just don't believe it. I – it, it very well could be. I'm not saying it's false. What I'm saying is I have a hard time believing and I wouldn't be surprised in the slightest if it was made up because, again, it is too perfectly scripted. If you ask Democrats what they would want her dying wish to be, I guarantee that would be first on the list, which is why I just there's, – there's several reasons not to trust that. Uh, but anyway, uh, if, if we nominate somebody new, that's fine. Um, Trump is looking at a series of women. I think it's interesting that they're all women. I think it's interesting that we have reached a point where uh, nobody, the president or anybody else, can consider hiring anybody for anything uh, unless we talk about gender and ethnicity and race first, because apparently those are far more important than uh, ability and drive and discipline and, and qualifications and anything else that's supposed to matter and that we were told that matters. Instead, now we're at a point where no, only gender and, and race matters. I'm surprised, you know, that there's no, are there any um, minority women involved in the, I, I'm sure there there would have to be, because if there aren't, Democrats are going to have another meltdown. Um, and we all know that uh, they're propping Biden up long enough to get Kamala Harris in office. We all know that. Um, 
if we if you don't, you're just too naive and stupid. But I, I will say that regardless of the situation, regardless of where any country stands or any society is, the instant you start to uh, kowtow to one side to the point where you are putting merits aside in favor of that which no one has no control over, which is their gender and their and their race, um, then you're you're starting to go down a very, very dark path. Um, I one prediction I will make is that in the coming years, coming decades, you're going to see that white males are starting to skyrocket on the unemployment list. Um, and that is precisely because uh, it is essentially a mandate that white males are at the bottom of the hiring ladder right now. Um, and they will continue to be for, for some time. Um, there's a reason why uh, when they're talking about this basic universal income, they're really only talking about minorities. That's the only people they want to give it to. doesn't matter if you're, if you're poor and white, forget it. They're not counting you. It's the reason why there, people are donating, massive corporations are donating money to black-owned businesses, but nobody else. There's a reason why if you look at the top companies in the world right now, there is, it's unspoken, but it's well-known that the mandate is quote-unquote diversity, but that right now means that any white male or white straight male especially is going to be at the bottom of your list. I've made this point many times before, and that's going to... We're already seeing it. We're already seeing that. Evidence of people just going out trying to find jobs, and they can't do it because they're white. And that's just going to keep getting worse. Promotions will, will start to fall to only minorities. This is what's going to happen, because when you base something on... It was it was wrong when it was when they were doing it for only white people. I'm not saying it wasn't. You're never supposed to base a job of any kind, whether you're hiring or promoting or anything, on anything but their qualifications and 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 what who you know the best person for the job. That's it. This is all wrong. But moving on from that, I I wanted to present. What I see, I mean, from a behavioral standpoint, my degree was in psychology, and it doesn't really mean much of anything, trust me, because it's not an advanced degree. I didn't go very far in it. Um, I'm a writer and editor by trade now, and but there are certain things that linger in your, in your head when you go through that training, and I've always been observant sort of by nature, and I notice the difference in how people act probably a lot faster than other people do. But this is so overt. This is so obvious. I'm sure everybody will agree with me, and they will notice this, and that is... It's it's a there's a there is a they always talk about the divide between left and right and how big it is these days and I'm well aware of it we think we all are but it's not only in political ideology it's in behavior it's in the response to each other now when Obama was president do you recall riots of any kind and massive protests by right wing people freaking out and burning things and screaming that they want to kill Obama and screaming that uh, all white people should die, or in our case, I guess it would be all minorities should die or something. Do you recall any such thing happening at any point in the eight years of his presidency? Because I sure don't. There wasn't. It was also not promoted, and when I say promoted, I'm serious. It was not, no such behavior was promoted in uh, entertainment, in the media, and in schools. Now, it's not, it, like I said, it's not only tolerated, it is promoted, it's encouraged, this hatred. If they're not promoting a certain ideology, they're promoting hatred. 
They're promoting hate against the president and against anybody who supports him. That is why, I mean, if you take a look around, when you look, say, if, if you look at a gathering of liberals and a gathering of right-wing conservatives, there's, there's, a, there's celebration on one side. And there is hate and hostility and violence on the other. When you look at any sort of uh, a gathering for uh, conservatives, I would say there's, there's, there's a... There's a wild show of support for the president, for the country, for religious rights, for things like that. It's a, you see a lot of smiles. You will see a lot of a general cheer and happiness and good feeling that pervades the area. You will see uh, a general optimism that we, this country used to have. Now, you look at the same thing on the other side and you see exactly the opposite. They're not focusing on supporting their own candidates. It's, it's not so much pro-Biden or pro-any Democrat leader or pro-their own ideas. It's anti-everything Trump, anti-everybody who supports Trump. And when I say anti, I mean militaristic anti. I mean animalistic. I mean, like, frothing at the mouth, insane look in the eye. Uh, you know, we, I, we saw that video where the, the woman leans out the car window and is just flipping off and screaming obscenities at, at a Trump gathering. That, and, and, and a variety of videos of educators um, saying the most horrifying, disgusting, disturbing things in camera and to students. And, and actions that at any other point in this country's history would be grounds for immediate firing and in some cases arrest based on treason and based on just in general, you're nuts. And when you look at this, this, this decided dividing line between the two, that is what jumps out to me. There's a sinister look around the eye of a leftist today. There's, it's as if they're wallowing in misery and they want everyone else to wallow in the same misery. It's why they have waged war on words like normal, on words like, you know, the nuclear family and um, patriotism and all the good. It's like they're, it's no, it's not like they're waging war on the other side of a political viewpoint. It's like they're waging war on goodness. They're waging war on decency and morality and ethics and that which, you know, the, the bedrock of a really solid society. And it isn't any surprise that we're seeing the crumbling of a society right now, that bedrock shaken to its very foundation by the people who claim to be for freedom when in fact they only spread hate. They all, it, again, it's, it's really looking nice. Every time I see that or I look and I see someone talk, even a speech from uh, just a random leftist leader like a mayor or something, they're quick to abuse and insult and just they're 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 very quick they've got a hair trigger they're they're they'll be yelling and screaming in a, in a matter of minutes sometimes and it's all about you know what's you know tr trump being a, the devil and anybody who following them being the devil or and, and just an endless uh assault that is borderline incoherent sometimes and always scary and at no point does it look like that these are, these are educated, civilized people who simply want to present their platform. That's not what we're getting anymore. What we're getting is um, we hate everybody who doesn't agree with us. 
and we will react violently if they don't. That's it. That's all we're getting. Now, there is endless amounts of evidence to support this claim. Countless videos, countless reports from people, from colleges, from groups, uh, protest groups, from riots to uh, rallies. We're seeing this everywhere. There is on one side a general support and love and, and uh, a, a real sense of uh, optimism and verve and community among people who uh, simply support the president and support their rights to certain things. They support the Constitution. They support their country. Where on the other side, they're not saying, oh, we disagree with your viewpoint. We disagree with you saying that, you know, saying these things. And here's what we say in return. Here's our side of it. That's not what they're doing. They're just screaming flat out. Like they are. They're, they're acting like animals. And how that's not scary, I don't even, I mean, how are we looking at this and saying, yeah, you're the people who should be in charge. You're the people who should get their way because, I don't know, I guess if we don't, you're just going to just start hurting people? I mean, their, their reaction to this is burn everything to the ground. Their message is, you're going to put a Democrat office or we're going to burn this mf -er down now. And that is the only message they've been sending for, throughout most of this year. Now, there's actually a part of me that wants Trump to lose. Because if he wins, I'm afraid that, I'm afraid. We should all be afraid. These people have proven that they don't know any boundaries. That they don't even believe there should be boundaries. That they don't even believe there should be laws that pertain to them. That anything that falls under the umbrella of attacking Trump or going against right-wing people, it's all fair game. And if you think that what we've seen so far in terms of the riots and protests after George Floyd and things like that, if you think that's the most that they're going to do, think again. You put Trump in office again and these will be kicked off, cities will be burning. That night, cities will be burning. Now, if Biden gets in, you think you're going to see cities burn? Nope, you will not. Didn't happen when Obama was elected. Didn't happen when Obama was reelected. Yes, there were people who didn't like him. Yes, they stood up and said, we don't like this. Yes, there are many such instances where people probably went overboard uh, online more than anything and said bad things about him that they probably shouldn't have said that probably aren't true. But were they taking to the street with freaking hatchets and, and, and weapons and Molotov cocktails and going after police and going after completely innocent civilians and burning property and demanding the most insane things. Demanding the death of the president of the United States being the most shocking thing that I, I can't even believe that that is happening. Or, or just in, you know, walking down the middle of the street and saying, oh, white people should give up their homes. Or walking or, or assaulting elderly individuals who just so happen to be wearing a MAGA hat or something. These are animalistic cowards. All they've ever been is cowards. All they've really ever been is miserable cowards. They're miserable, so they think everybody else should be. They, if, if you look at, I, here's another prediction. If you take a look at, at the uh, 
uh, say uh, sales of maybe movies, box office tickets or books or other forms of entertainment. Now, everything, all of that has taken a very, very nasty turn in the past, in, in recent years where everything is dark and gritty and disturbing and dysfunctional and really just sinister in nature. And I will guarantee you one thing, the majority of people uh, consuming that form of entertainment are liberal, far left, I guarantee you this. The, the result of that form of entertainment, which has been pushed on us for a long time, I will is, is this kind of violence. I will also guarantee that the people who allow their children to partake of this sort of entertainment from an early age also are mostly liberal. So these kids are growing up with a foundation of violence, glorification of violence, glorification of... Uh, nasty civil unrest. This has nothing to do with civil disobedience. This has everything to do with armed revolt and dangerous revolt. And you combine that with a media that has told these people that this is how you're supposed to act. They've been basically sending the same message ever since Trump stepped in the office, which is that he is evil and that everybody who follows him is evil and you need to react against this violently if necessary. If you combine these two influences of... Uh, increasingly disturbing, visceral, grotesque uh, forms of entertainment, so-called entertainment, in everything that has, again, no boundaries, none whatsoever, where uh, it's basically being... And, and everyone who says that, you're, that it's okay, that everyone who says, oh, there's... You know, if, if, the, if the child is, quote, mature enough, that's all crap. And it has been proven crap. There has been endless studies done about this. This is why we have ratings on things. Of course, those ratings are subject to some interpretation, and there's been a sliding scale on that because 15, 20 years ago, I can pretty much guarantee you that that which is rated R or M, uh, you know, like then, would probably be rated like X or something, NC-17 now, and that's only going to get worse. You know what I mean? I've seen things rated PG-13 that would have absolutely been R, you know, when I was in college or something 20, 25 years ago. And that's only gotten worse. And we have... Uh, it adapted to that style of energy. Everything has been gotten so so dark and violent and, dis and, like I said, dysfunctional that they're glorifying the nastiness of humanity and condemning the goodness as if it's not even real in the first place, as if that's not, quote, you know, the normal or real, that we shouldn't be uh, even allowing ourselves to be happy because of how bad things are and how evil humans are about how they're destroying the world and the climate and about how it's always our fault that something happened especially america 9-11 our fault of course it is everything is the every single construct that we've created the, the idea of goodness and achievement and pride and the nuclear family that's all just a white elitist construct and in so doing, they have created an environment where they hate everything. Everything is bad. Everything is, you know, everybody is miserable. That's the, the people that think this have that look in their eye. There's a darkness. There's a, it's not just unhappiness. It goes beyond that. They're like inhuman or subhuman. I, one wonders if they ever smile or laugh about anything. Because, oh, the world's just too terrible. Why should I? As if you're the arbiter of what is terrible and what is good and what should be done. They all believe this, of course. That they're above everything and yet they're the most miserable creatures on earth. 
But that is really the difference right now. You get a group of those people together and you get a group of right-wing people together. And let me tell you, the difference in behavior is stunning. It's not one side doing, saying, oh, we're right and you're wrong and both sides saying that. No, no. It's one side that's celebrating their choice in something, that this is what we're standing up for and we're happy to do it. And the other side, that's not the angle they're taking. The other side is saying, no, you're going to be killed for this. You're going to be attacked for this. You're going to go down for this because we're not on board and we don't agree with you. Therefore, therefore, we are going to react with violence. The people are more willing to react with confrontation and violence and screaming and just general hostility on the left side of the aisle. And that is what we're seeing. And that is what we're scared of putting into power. Because, you know, you, you allow this to happen. Mob rule is a thing. And we're seeing it. And we're seeing major companies and corporations bow to it because someone is telling them that if you don't, bad things will happen to you. This is, this is the, the message. You do it our way or bad things will happen to you. That's it. There's nothing else. It's not we're better. It's not where we have a better plan or better ideas. That We don't even hear that. We only hear you're all wrong and stupid and ignorant and intolerant and bigoted when, of course, they're the biggest intolerant bigots on the planet in everything that they push. And miserable to boot. And this is why. And this is the difference in humanity that we are seeing right now. It's psychological, it's sociological, and it is fascinating, but it's also frightening. You show me a hardcore liberal, I will show you a generally unhappy individual. There's no, it's no surprise to me that in a recent study it said that I think it's uh, uh, liberals are far left-wing. People who identify most with, with the left movement are, I think, 60 or 70% more likely to suffer from dep depression and anxiety and a million other mental issues. Yeah, that's no surprise to me. None. And this is the, that look in the eye is exactly what I am fighting against because I know there's something wrong with it. I know, regardless of what you believe, if you look like that, if that's your face, this snarling, nasty, spitting Face? That's not a civilized individual that I can talk to. That's an animal. That's a rabid animal that needs to be just either ignored or get the hell away from. Certainly can't be given any power, nor should be listened to, because they're obviously not rational. Anyway, am I the only one who sees this? Am I the only one who notices that, that stark difference? I'm aware that there are, yes, there's still, I suppose there are extreme right, I don't never seem to come across them. I don't see them burning stuff down, put it that way. And I'm saying, I'm sure they exist. I'm saying that's wrong on either side. That's not what we should be doing. We should be talking. This is supposed to be a civilization, people. Except Democrats and left-wingers are not allowing that to happen. They don't want it to happen. They want it to be authoritarian. They want it to be tyrannical. They want it to be one side and one side only. They have no interest anymore in anything that goes against their doctrines. None. They're not going to consider them. They're not going to talk about them. They're certainly not going to allow you to speak your piece, as we've seen from every form of uh, right-wing censorship and suppression everywhere. Everywhere. The media, entertainment, social media, in education, it's everywhere. That is why we have to beat this back, because you're going to end up with Russia or Cuba or Venezuela. That's what you're going to end up with. Anyway, that's it for me today. I, I Again, I don't think I'm 
saying anything that other people haven't noticed. I think I'm just saying it because other people haven't. Um, and if you have any feedback, by all means, let me know. I'm on a bunch of different uh, podcast places now. I think I'm, I got on iHeartRadio. I'm on Amazon Music now. In addition to uh, uh, you know iTunes and places like that. I, I'm sure, and just about anything you listen to, I'm probably there. Uh, you can search under the Common Sense American. Hopefully, you'll find me. Uh, feel free to share with others. Feel free to subscribe. I don't do ads. I only do this one short show each week, usually around the same time, usually Wednesday, Wednesday afternoon. And as always, I appreciate your time, and uh, I look forward to talking to you again next week. Thank you.